the Wander Where Lost podcast. On this podcast, we talk about some tips, tricks, and what's going on in the travel world, not to mention some pretty crazy travel stories too. So without further ado, let's fly. Hey guys, what is cracking? This is your host, Allie, here, and I am actually here with my first solo episode. I know, I am struggling to believe it as well. I know it's been a while since I've let out an episode here, and part of the reason for that is actually right now, depending on when you listen to this, could be later, we are going through lockdowns due to the coronavirus or COVID-19. It has been pretty insane to say the least. Uh, Quarantine is not exactly my ideal uh, travel season. (laughs) Not exactly the best time to travel anywhere. And on top of that, we have also had a lot of, um, we've seen a lot of movement with the Black Lives Matter organization and a lot of different protests there as well. Obviously, I do have a lot of opinions on the Black Lives Matter movement, but it isn't something that I particularly want to get into in this current episode of the podcast. For this episode, we're going to be talking about staycations because everyone is kind of stuck at home. A lot of borders have closed Uh, here in the United States. We can't really go to Canada. We can't really go much of anywhere, actually. Hmm. And the places that you can go is so locked down that why would you go there? Good questions. Good questions all around. Um, So I wanted to chat with you guys a little bit about what you can do at home instead to still feel like you're kind of on vacation. This is going to be a relatively short episode just because um, I don't have anyone to play off of. And it's kind of a new thing for me just sort of talking to myself. Although I say that, and let's be honest, I talk to myself a lot. So this isn't entirely a new thing for me, but we don't have to get into that right now. The whole point of this episode, again, talking about staycations. Now a staycation is defined as a vacation spent in one's home country rather than abroad, or one spent at home and involving day trips to local attractions. So Clearly for this episode, we more are referring to the vacation spent at home and involving day trips to local places. So it's been kind of interesting because we have had several trips that were scheduled for this year. If any of you guys remember, we were supposed to go to the UK at the B, nope, end of March. And that did not happen. That was actually... A week before, two weeks before, is when Italy fully shut down, um, and then the UK followed suit shortly thereafter. So I'm actually very thankful we didn't go, would not have wanted to get stuck over there. So with that being said, we are the type of people that are typically, if we're going to take time off and we're going to spend money, we want to do it in the type of way that makes something memorable and and uh, we're not just taking it off just to sit around, you know? So the staycation idea has never been something we, we truly have uh, thrown ourselves into. We're the type of people that like to go to Disneyland, go abroad. I mean, you name it, basically. And it's been hard. It's been really hard. 
part of it, we were trying to save those those uh, those time off days, those PL, PTO, whatever you want to call it. We were trying to save those days because we figured, okay, well, we can't go now, but maybe at the end of the year, things will be looking better. Ha! <laughs> ha! Psych. It's now June, and it does not seem like things are really that great. Here's where we stand on COVID. Basically, we're still on pretty much a lockdown here in the Nevada area in Reno. We are in phase two of opening back up, meaning that we are now in the phase of being able to go to bars and restaurants with that with limited capacity and face masks pretty much being the new fashion statement probably of all of 2020. It's uh not been our scene really if we're being totally frank. We've been out two times to to restaurants. Most of the time we just pick up our food, bring it back to the house, chow down. This has actually allowed us to save a decent amount of money, and we were able to get our patio put in. We have planted grass. Guys, it has sprouted. I have grass. <sighs> and I grew them from little baby seedlings. They're so cute, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, we are just doing one side of the, the lawn at a time just because we do have to leave a place for the dogs to do their business, if you know what I'm saying. So for us, this is a pretty big win situation. We have been trying to work on our backyard for two years now. Thank goodness we are finally getting somewhere. And in a way, it was thanks to COVID-19. Who knew? On top of that, we've also saved a lot of money aside from doing our pavers, just from not really going anywhere or doing anything, especially with it being summer and a lot of our, our time is usually spent going out and doing stuff. And with that not being something we can do, it has actually helped on that front as well. So trying to see the bright side. But I am really curious, and I bet you guys are too, about some of the numbers associated with and around COVID-19. So without further ado, I present to you a Numbers with Kyle segment. Thanks so much for joining me today, Kyle. You know, in today's world, there's a lot of other things you could be doing right now with your time, like watching sports, laying on the couch, reading a book, maybe weeding. But I appreciate you taking the time to, to sit down with me and talk about travel. Well, it's a lot better than weeding. <laughs> All the other stuff, I'm not so sure, but happy to be here. Cool. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I feel like you watch too much soccer as it is, but that's all right. Mm, no such thing. <laughs> all right. So, Kyle, working in the travel industry, you have a bit of a, you know, you, you see a bit more than the rest of us do here in regards to, like, what the numbers are looking like and, and what's really going on out there. Um, specifically when it comes to Nevada, obviously, our, our great silver state here. So what has been going on in travel since COVID? Have you seen major declines? Do you feel like things are on the uprising? How has COVID impacted travel? Let's start there. Well, I'll cite a couple different things. Uh, the first is from the U.S. Travel Association uh, in conjunction with Tourism Economics. And they said that the economy... It is in the midst of a recession, but the travel industry is in a depression, and they give a couple numbers. 
one of the things they say is that, or that they estimate, is that uh, travel spending after September 11th declined by $57 billion. Uh, and this year, due to the coronavirus pandemic, they're expecting travel to decline $519 billion, so almost 10 times greater impact uh, to travel for, due to the coronavirus than September 11th, which was, was thought to be uh, one of the biggest impediments to travel before. They also mentioned that um, the overall travel industry unemployment is about 51%, which is two times worse than the Great Depression. So the hope is that travel will come back quickly now that things are starting to reopen. Um, you know, things were shut down for a long time, so that had a huge impact on, on things and made the numbers look really, really bad, which they are. Um, but no one really knows how the travel is going to play out over the course of the next six months, year. Um, so, yeah. Fair enough. That's pretty terrifying when you like, lay out numbers like that. Um, you know, because I, I think a lot of people have it in mindset that things are just going to bounce back and we're going to be going to Europe again. Or we're going to be going you know, to Machu Picchu and things like that. And that's just not going, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen like that. Yeah. I think when every, when governors across the country first started to shut things down and implement lockdowns and quarantines and that sort of thing, the expectation was that it was going to last two weeks or a month and then that would get the virus under control and then things would bounce back kind of like in a V shape where it would things would decline fast and then it would bounce right back. And that hasn't been the case. Things have been shut down a lot longer than people were expecting. The recovery has been slower and now increases in cases are spiking again, um, along with other things like hospitalizations. So the recovery just hasn't been as robust as we thought it was going to be when it first, when lockdowns were first implemented across the country. Yeah. And I think that you know, I mean, obviously there are a lot of different reasons for why we aren't where people maybe thought we we were. Um, but I think uh, all in all, well, no, we're not really in a good position at all. Um, I think what's really hard, though, is that people are really chomping at the bit to get out and do things and go places and travel and carry on with their lives. Um, especially younger people who think that they're more, you know, not as susceptible to covid uh, as the older generations, how do you think that future travel is going to look? Well, I'd say that a lot of polls are showing, a lot of surveys are showing that short-haul travel is going to come back soonest. So sh short-haul regional travel, places you can drive to, driving is seen as being much safer than flying. So those are going to come back quicker. So for Nevada, travel from neighboring states is probably going to come back quicker than you know, even Washington or Colorado, certainly longer haul travel, like from the East Coast. Um, longer haul travel is going to come back next. So things like from travel to the state from the East Coast is probably going to come back um, probably second. Um, international travel is going to be the, the segment of travel that's going to come back the least soonest. Um, Due to a lot of different things, travel restrictions, perceptions of traveling internationally, perceptions of being on a plane for a long period of time. So I'd say the further the further um, the further you have to travel is going to come back 
slowest, I guess is how you kind of phrase it. But I think one of the most difficult parts of that for me, and I, I uh, talk about this a little later on because, uh, hey guys, future editing alley, you know, here, um, this is added in after the fact. So one of the hardest parts about the, the, the road trip type traveling that you're talking about being the first thing that comes back is just that how do you start doing that? Because right now, because of the uptick in cases, different states are pausing or going backwards in the reopening phase. So like we're in Nevada, a popular destination for us, for us personally would be like Oregon. But do I want to go to Oregon and sit in an Airbnb and not do anything? So when do you expect to see some of the people like road tripping again and starting to travel more like that? Or do you expect that anytime soon? Um, well, there's certain, there's surveys that show that people might be starting to road trip travel. Um, there's a company called Arrivalist that has a daily travel index that shows road trip travel from certain states. And they're showing a pretty decent rebound um, things are almost kind of back to the baseline of what they were in February in terms of road trip travel. Interesting. So I think people are already starting to, if they are going to travel, it's going to be road trip travel. Um, so if you compare that to like the TSA, the TSA puts numbers out there for the number of checkpoints they, they um, process every day. So like when you go on an airplane and you have to go through the TSA, they are now producing those numbers on a daily basis. And those are still down about 74, 75% from where they were last year. So air travel has really not come back all that quickly. It's increasing a little bit week to week, but not by much. Um, whereas travel from road trips, from what we're seeing on Arrivalist, is showing that we're pretty close to, to where road trip travel was in February. That still probably means we're lower than what we were last summer, just due to seasonality. But road trip travel, I think, is is has rebounded f fairly quickly, especially in compared to to airline travel. Interesting. You know, I actually found a website, and this <laughs> totally makes me want like a converted van. Um, I found a website that pretty much rents converted vans, but the pickup places are like in Canada, and then there's some in like I want to say San Francisco, San Diego. Uh, maybe one one pickup place in Oregon. Nowhere that we could really like pick one up easily. We'd have to leave a car, but that'd be so fun. I'd love to like grab like an RV or something like that and just kind of go and go to different places that like are open and you can go like outdoorsy type things because not everything needs to be inside. And I guess that's, you know, what people maybe are realizing in the road trips. Mm-hmm. What do you think the future of travel really looks like? Say we get past, you know, the the major fear and the uptick in cases and everything starts going down. Do you think airlines are going to continue selling, you know, like half capacity sort of plane rides or like seat changes? I'm kind of hoping that like it'll prompt a little bit more um, changes in how the airlines are, are set up for passengers, like a little bit more room between each passenger, you know, so you're not packed in as much as as you were. Um, obviously that's going to cut like their profit and everything. So they'd probably raise the cost of tickets, which sucks for the consumer. But mm -hmm. do you have any like special sort of, well, this would be really cool if this happened like this? Um, not particularly. I don't really know how airlines are going to 
to uh, operate in a post-COVID world. Um, and I mean that like even after a vaccine is in place, I really don't know how airlines are going to handle safety. I would assume that they will still implement a lot of the things that they've already implemented. So a lot of um, like high-powered sprayers being used, high-powered uh, cleaners, um, air filters being uh, really heavy duty. I would assume that would still be the case even after there's like a vaccine or, or anything like that. But um, particularly during COVID, you know, their operations have certainly changed. Um, again, I don't know what that looks like after, but I would assume they would keep a lot of the safety measures in place just to kind of ease people's fears. Yeah, that makes sense. I was reading that the um, United planes all have HEPA filters now, which fi filter out 99.9% of um, bacterial organisms and such. So it's definitely a lot safer. And to give a little background on that, when you're working in the hospital and you have a patient with tuberculosis, for example, you wear a PAPR. Uh, PAPRs use HEPA filters, which filter out 99.9%. And... Um, that's that's basically how you keep yourself safe because tuberculosis is an airborne disease and uh, travels through air particles. So um, very interesting, though, that they upgraded all of those. And I think you were saying earlier that the Delta president or CEO, uh, someone there was was basically kind of saying the same thing that they, they, you know, airlines were with because of the filter filtration system that they have are a lot safer than a lot of indoor places that you might go. Yeah. Yeah. He was asked if um, this was an interview with the U.S. Travel Association and he was basically asked to kind of debunk um, some travel myths or some um, perceptions that the public has. And he mentioned the air filter and the air quality in planes is a lot safer than people think. Um, they might be using HEPA filters uh, like United is. I'm not really sure. But I think he did mention that it, uh, flying is a lot safer in terms of air quality than a lot of like restaurants or, or you know just normal places people go. Yeah, personally, I would say that I'm pretty much ready to fly again. Um, I will still take my own like hand sanitizer wipes, my own Clorox wipes to wipe down like the seats and the tray and everything like that. Um, obviously, within reason, and I you know quarantine and isolate from people you know, when we get back and when we're there and that sort of thing. But I'm, I am chomping at the bit to use a saying I said earlier to get back out there. Yeah. I think that's a sentiment felt by a lot of people. Um, I think quarantine has had a, uh, interesting, um, effect on travel perceptions. I think we all kind of took travel for granted and, you know, now that we couldn't travel, for the better part of two or three months, it's really weighed on people. So I think people are really itching to get back out there, but you kind of have to weigh that versus the safety of still going out and doing things. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I guess my, my final parting word on this is just wear your damn mask so we can all go do shit. Yeah. Wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance from people, do everything you can to stay safe and keep other people safe. And it's not just about you. It is about keeping other people safe. It is about keeping your mom safe who sees your grandparents, you know, like not seeing that one friend that's super social because they're super social because you want to keep your grandparents safe, 
You know, there's a lot of people who depend on other people. And if the people that they depend on get sick, that's not going to be good for anybody. So it's easy to say that, oh, it's just a number of people who have died. But, you know, when they're actually related to you or friends of family or that sort of thing, it has a lot bigger of an impact. And I think we all need to kind of remember that. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for coming on, saying some words, being all wise. And uh, now I'll release you to your weeding. You mean soccer watching. Uh, sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Hubs. I do appreciate all of that knowledge and information that you somehow store in your brain. Aside from doing our lawn, we actually have had a lot of different talks about doing things in general. Uh, specifically, we did talk about going to Universal, actually. And not Universal California, but Universal Orlando across the country. Basically, we wanted to fly there, go to Universal Orlando for a day or two, and fly home. I think we were all going a little crazy at that point when we had kind of started talking about it. But guys, get on my level for a moment. Just ride with me on this. It was just reported that they were opening. And we were so desperate to go and do something just so different from our normal. And I've never been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando. And it's something that is definitely on my bucket list, but also something that is so far not on the bucket list that I worry sometimes if it will ever happen, if that makes sense. So like airline tickets were... I think they were like three, 350, 340, something crazy low. And then park tickets were like one, shoot, I think it was 172 for a day. So those they were relatively high. But then we found a crazy cheap hotel that had really good reviews. So it wasn't like it was going to be janky. And I was pretty stoked. But... It is hard, but because we don't really want to be a contributing, fa- a contributing factor to our country, our nation, staying closed longer or not or opening and then closing back down. You know, we don't want to be one of those people that went, you know, just it didn't it didn't quite sit right with us and it ended up being a no go. Other than that, we also toyed with the idea of trying to go to Oregon Um, Oregon, for anybody who does not know, is not too far of a car trip away for us here in Reno, Nevada. Uh, To to get to Portland, which would be the area we try to go to, be about an eight-hour drive. So definitely not too bad. What was so difficult about that is it was that we were still in phase one and Oregon's in phase one, which meant that you really couldn't go sit down at a restaurant. So (laughs) we would have gone gotten an Airbnb or a hotel room or whatever, picked up food from places and then taken it back to the room and sat there. And that just does not seem that fun. Hmm. So we didn't end up going to Oregon either. We didn't really end up doing any sort of road trip. And it's been a little bit depressing because we're the traveling type of people. I get cabin fever fairly easy even though we have so much to do here in the Reno area and I was dying to go somewhere so that that has been uh, the only couple things we've really toyed with the idea of doing 
but I knew that I really needed to plan some sort of like staycation. Work has been crazy. I've been working a ton of overtime lately. And honestly, do you ever just feel like you kind of deserve it? Because that has kind of been where my head has been at. So all of that combined just has given us horrible cabin fever. We've been trying to think of different things that we could do. And it's also been hard because a lot of places have been closed. So there were things we'd want to go do and see, and it would be super, super closed or only open for really weird hours. So aside from doing house projects, what else have we done, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. Um, one thing that did happen a couple of, oh my God, it was like a month ago now. Um, our roomie decided to start kind of dating uh, slash found a girl that he was actually interested in and um, wanted to go on a date with her. That's all well and good. Things seem to be starting to open up. Like we weren't really worried about it. And we also didn't even really think about it because I don't know. I mean, it, I, it just didn't, the thought of COVID and going on a date did not cross my mind in the slightest. Everyone seemed happy and healthy. So off they go on their little date. And this was on a Sunday and he gets home. He's all happy, whatever, goes to bed, wakes up the next day. Things are totally fine. And then that evening he either, I think, cause I've been working from home. I think he just told us, he came and found the hubs and I, cause my hubs was working from home at the time too. And was like, so the girl I went on a date with, uh, she had a fever all day today, but she was fine Sunday. And we're like, Oh, great. Really? Okay, cool. Oh my God. So at that point we were like, all right, let's, you know, tell everyone we've possibly seen over the last couple of days. And then also like, quarantine ourselves for at least two weeks or at the very least 10 days was what we were kind of thinking. Um, typically COVID-19, it seems like has shown itself within five days, you get some sort of signs or symptoms. So we just wanted to give it the extra little bit just to be safe and just be, you know, just to make sure. So we started doing pickup for our groceries and everything like that. I do have to say Sprouts has been phenomenal. Their pickup is so freaking easy and they are so fast and we'll schedule pickup for like five or six at night and they'll get it ready at like pretty much like 20 minutes after we put our order in. It's crazy. So we can pretty much pick it up like anytime during the day whenever it's convenient. So quick lunch break run or that sort of thing. Just awesome. So freaking awesome. So <laughs> we quarantined. Um, after the five days, none of us had any signs or signs or symptoms. The girl never ended up getting getting tested. So we have no idea if she had it. Um, if any of us contracted it, we didn't show any signs or symptoms. So thankfully, we are in the clear. But uh, I was so freaked out there for a minute. And if we're being perfectly honest, I'm not that worried about catching it. But what I am worried about is just seeing someone like my mom or my dad, or I've been doing grocery runs for my grandpa and passing it to one of them would make me feel so bad. So bad. Okay, so back onto the subject of staycations though. With everything so closed up, really what can you do? What are the, the best staycation ideas that you guys have? 
I would personally love to hear some of what you guys have been doing and your plans. Um, I came up with a few ideas that I thought would be super fun. With everything closed up, we are, we are now in phase two, which makes it a little bit easier. Um, I did go out to this cute little dessert bar the other day, and that was super fun. And it, they did such a great job with social distancing and um, just getting everything cleaned down before people, like when people left and before people sat down, that sort of thing. So that has been great that things are starting to open up. But we're still kind of cautious, like our gym has opened and it just doesn't feel right to go yet. So we're still kind of holding on to things sort of like that. But a great staycation day, in my opinion, if you're in the Reno area, would be to, or honestly, even if you're anywhere, like take a drive, get out in nature. You can go for maybe like a little bit of a hike or a short walk, a little jaunt, if you will. Um, up in Tahoe, there's some beautiful secluded beaches that you can hike down to. And you could honestly just hang out there, relax, and just make a day of it. You know, take a picnic, that sort of thing. You can also um, order food in for pickup, go, go get it, and then have a movie night. Um, so you can eat your dinner, maybe put some candles out on the table, dim the lights, have your nice fancy dinner, and then close all the curtains Turn on a little nightlight in the bathroom because us ladies have to pee a lot during movies. But then settle in for a really like nice movie. Like rent something new from Amazon Prime or like Disney has been really awesome with releasing stuff on the Disney Plus platform. So, I mean, hell yeah, that sounds like a better movie night to me than going to a theater. But again, I like to have the ability to pause the movie, run to the bathroom real fast and then run back. Uh, and then I don't miss anything, whereas in a theater, I absolutely would. So those are just a couple of like really quick ideas for you guys. Uh, personally, we just sort of had kind of a staycation. I don't want to call it a staycation because I don't feel like we did enough vacation-y type things. But we did hang out with each other a lot, which was really nice. Like I was saying earlier, work has been so crazy overtime has been nuts. And so it was nice to just sit and unwind with the hubby and the dogs and just relax. So we did a lot of that. Um, we also took the dogs hiking. Um, we, we did uh, three something miles or, or somewhat something like that. And then I've been riding my bike a lot as well. Um, so that's been a ton of fun. And just getting out, getting active, I think is one of the more important things that we should be doing right now. Trying to take care of ourselves, first off, just because we should. And secondly, because the more in shape you, you are, the more healthy you are, the less susceptible you should be to getting corona. So with that in mind, like, yeah, get those vegetables and fruits from the store. Try the new healthy recipes you've been telling yourself you're going to try since January. I guarantee you there are some of you who have done that, myself included. And, you know, jump on the treadmill for a mile, you know, I mean, or 20 minutes if you can. Ride your bike. Do the active things. I think that's going to make a really big difference. And it definitely has for my mental state because being cooped up is not ideal 
And it just, it has made me feel just so much better. And I always feel great when I finish. So try to do something like that, I think would be one of my biggest suggestions for a staycation is just get active with yourself, with your partner, with a friend, and, you know, make it, make it fun, make it enjoyable. So we did that. And then today we actually just finished up at the lake. We did a little bit of a lake day. And it was just so relaxing. We have this floaty that has a sunshade on it and it's so comfortable and you could honestly fit like three people, maybe four, depending on the size of the people on it. And it's just so comfortable and so much fun. So we went up to the lake and we went to one of the beaches where they have like a cute little bar and grill and we ordered some food and we had some drinks and we took our own stuff too, but it was just super fun to kind of splurge just a bit in that sense and to still be distanced and still be by ourselves. Like we did go up with some of the families. So we had some of the siblings there and that sort of thing. So that aspect of it was fantastic, but we were still trying to stay away from people. So there is still a way to go and do these things that are great for you and that are fun and exciting. And you can like really submerse yourself in doing without having to interact with a bunch of people at the same time. So no, it's not a dance club. No, it's not like going out to a bar or anything like that, but it was still super fun. And it was so awesome to just kind of drive up there and really hang with the locals for a bit too, and and just have that time with everybody. So that was super cool that we just finished doing. And honestly, like, I feel like that's the kind of thing we should probably be focusing on anyway. I love to travel. Y'all know that or I would not have this podcast. But sometimes traveling isn't where you go that's exciting and, you know, like, oh my God, she went to Italy or oh my God, she's, you know, in the UK now. Like, yes, super awesome. So exciting. We will be going absolutely when this clear is up. But sometimes traveling and the whole point of this podcast, getting lost, wandering where you where you are is even more exciting or can be as exciting as going somewhere, you know, maybe you haven't been. So today we went up to a beach we haven't really been to before. Um, we've been like one other time a few years back because Tahoe has so many different beaches that you can go to and enjoy. And so it's just not one that we've we've gone to a lot, but it definitely is one that's more of a first pick for us now, um, just because of how awesome it was. So I think that that's really like a big focus for me lately has just been trying to find the joy in the simple things and trying to find happiness in doing things that maybe, you know, like last year I would have been like, oh yeah, that's great. But when are we going to Costa Rica? When are we going to somewhere else that's super fun and cool and out of this country? We can do things like traveling and getting lost in in virtually our own backyard. And I challenge you guys to try that out. I challenge you to go somewhere in your city, in your hometown that you have never been to before, Or even if you have been there, going and trying to find something new about it that you find so exciting and awesome. And let me know what happens. Hopefully it's something super magical and really fun because we all need more of that right now. So let me know. Keep me posted on what you're doing. I am so excited to share future travel stories with you guys. And I'll start to try to post every other week again. Um, depending on who I can get to come on with me because 
it has been 20 something minutes and I, I am out of material. <laughs> so thank you guys for bearing with me. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you have as far as staycation ideas and places that are maybe opening back up for you that you're really excited to go and see. Thank you guys so much for listening to Wanderer Lost. You can check out the podcast on wandererlost.com, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play, Apple Music, and more. Be sure to leave comments, rate, leave us a good review. And if you love what you're hearing, check out our Patreon. We donate to charities every month and we would love to see you as a supporter. 